This week on Moms Moving On. Give it a chance. If he's a good guy, if he's redeemable, if you've had a happy life, if you've had a good life, and you decide you're going to give this a chance, he better, number one, be understanding that you're going to have your moments, and you better drop it and not bring it up every day. Not when you hear a song that reminds you of the time you found out. Not when you pass a place that you heard he was with her with and you're going to fight with him. Don't fight with him. Let's start from scratch. Let's give this a shot. If you're going to give it a shot, really give it a shot. And I really hope that he's kind enough to understand that you're going to have your off moments. But somebody's always got to be the bigger person in a marriage, especially for a family. Life moves on. So why shouldn't we? This is Michelle Dempsey-Moltak, your host of Moms Moving On, navigating divorce, co-parenting, single motherhood, and moving on. Hi, everyone. We're back with another Moms Moving On. And now we have somebody who I've basically been stalking. I was about to drive up to New Jersey, put a lasso around her and pull her down to Miami so I could get her on the show. I want her on here for reasons that you may not realize. When I tell you who she is, you're going to say, oh, yeah, sure. She's a Jersey housewife. Of course, you want to have her on the show. But more than that, and what struck such a chord with me five years ago when she came onto the show was her co-parenting relationship with her ex-husband. It's one of those things where you have to see it to believe it and then makes you want to level up and be a better co-parent. We have Dolores Catania on the show from the Housewives of New Jersey, which is back with another amazing season. Thank you for being here. That kind of got me a little emotional, that intro. Thank you, Michelle. Yes, it did. I actually, I've been becoming more human now that I'm 50. You know, I don't know, something hit me like a brick wall that I actually have feelings, but yeah. (laughs) Well, I'm so happy that this is the reason you're having me because it's something that I'm passionate about and I can definitely speak to you about. Well, I think, you know, what set you apart immediately from the other castmates, which I happen to love being a former Jersey Bergen County girl. I mean, there's nothing I love more than the Housewives of New Jersey, but it was familiar for you. It was what? It's familiarity for you. You know, the dynamics. You know the people, you know the way we talk, the way we fight. You yeah, know it. I know it, and I miss it. But um, but what really stuck out was the fact that you had these layers of depth. You know, you were not just somebody who came on the show to add drama or to be a pretty face. There was so much more behind the scenes that stuck out immediately, which your commitment to motherhood was number one. I mean, it was obvious by your relationship with your ex. And for those of you who don't know about it, we'll get into that soon, that motherhood is your number one priority at all times because you're doing what you do for the kids. All children are, for, for, for someone who is divorced herself and co-parenting and could never imagine doing anything that wasn't child-centered, it, it just, it helped me resonate and and like connect to you so much it you know in the beginning and for those of you who don't know my story my husband left me when I was nine months nine months pregnant for my son Frankie for a girl that he met I think in a strip club I don't care where she was from it doesn't make her any less of a woman she was a woman and you know he went through this thing where I don't know he was horrible, actually horrible. Mm-hmm. So, so what he did to me, there was nothing that wasn't done to me. There was no lie that wasn't told. There was, no, and the reason I'm telling you this is not to badmouth him because I love him 
And I've already spoke to him three times today <laughs> as I do every day. Right. And, um, I would never still will never turn my back on him. And the reason I'm telling everyone this is because if I can do it, you can do it. And the kids have to come first. Family has to come first. And I wanted to make the best of what I had. I came from a very close family and I came, I grew up in a very, um, you know, blue collar neighborhood where family was everything. You didn't have a lot of things. You didn't have a, a lot of vacations. I had never been on a vacation until my honeymoon. Right. I, uh, my dad was a cop. My mother was a waitress and I was one of five. I was working at 12 years old. So you had the few things that you had was not an education. I barely graduated high school. I had my word, my loyalty and my love for family and religion. Yep. And those were my most biggest things. You just brought up the word I want to dive into next, because if there were a word to associate with you and what you bring and how you carry yourself, the word is loyalty. And, you know, one of the most impressive things about you is how fiercely loyal you are to the people who are important to you in your life, including Frank. And you're so consistent with the loyalty. So Tell me, you know, there's so many women that I work with whose husbands have affairs and they're heartbroken and shattered and can barely I know that them, pain. They can I barely know the look pain. them in the eyes when they're exchanging the kids for co-parenting. What made you say, okay, you know what? He, this, he was stupid, but we need to come together as parents. I was, kids. I was so hurt. My mother thought I was going to die from a broken heart. I was scared. I worked three jobs to help him pay off like his law school. Um, tuition. I, you know, I put everything first because that's the way I was taught. Mm -hmm. And when this happened and he came home and, and he was out late and it wasn't what I was used to, you know, where I came from, men were rough, men were rough, but they came home. Right. So I didn't know from a father who traveled. I knew of a father who was wild. He was a cop. He was a good looking guy. Uh -huh. So my mother cried many a nights over him. So I came from, yeah, things happen in a marriage and things aren't always easy. I got it. But I didn't know that somebody comes home and says, I'm leaving you. And my world was ripped out from under me. And then I thought to myself, well, you know, I have a three-year-old and I have an infant. I went home to an empty house, which was something I didn't know from either. Right. I grew up in a small house with five kids. Right. So it was just horrible. And the thing with that is my loyalty was, well, I loved him and I love my children and he's the father of them. So for my children, I'm still going to love this guy. Right. I have to put the hate aside. I thought I wasn't. And I can tell these women what they're going through. You feel like somebody punched you in your stomach. So you can relate to me. Mm -hmm. I'm going to tell you how you feel if you're going through this. You feel like somebody punched you in your stomach and left their fist there. It's right here. That hurt. Um, nights and weekends are hard because now the kids are sleeping and now it's just you and them at the end of the day. And you say to yourself, how am I going to get through this? And you cry harder than you've ever cried before. Like you didn't know you had another tear left. Mm -hmm. Your pillow is soaked, has mascara on it. And, and sometimes you don't feel like you're a good mother because you can't be because you've taken it out on the kids. Like you're yelling at them for their toys. So what? Right. You know, and you're scared to death. How am I going to raise these kids? How am I going to do it without him? And how are they going to know what a family is without him being here? Yeah. Is there going to be a stigma in their life? So what I did was, and I wanted to spite the girl that he was with, who he did right. not say. That had to be part of it. Good strategy. So 
I didn't want to give him a reason to justify what he did to me. I didn't want to tell him, see why I did it? Because you're a nag. And a lot of times they'll blame you. Before leading up to the, the big explosion of, of all this coming to fruition, you've been told you're crazy. You've been told your house you is what you're clean talking enough. about. You're making things up. You're making things up because you could smell the perfume as he walks through the door and the hair is a mess. And you're saying, no, no, no. And I, I, at one point I said to him, don't make me prove it because when I prove it, I'm going to have to do something about it. Right. So just stop. And he was miserable and you see him sitting next to you and he's not looking you in the eye because he's thinking about somebody else and you feel horrible. You're, you're just eviscerated. Uh But look at me now, look at me now. So I went to see a therapist and this was the most pivotal time of my relationship and what happened to me. And when I, I, I said to myself, this is, this is where I'm going to change. I used to fight with him when he came over, like a lot of us do. Mm-hmm. There's resentment. You're crying. He's coming over. He's picking up the kids. He's leaving to go be with the woman that you're so hurt over. Or even if there wasn't another woman or if things just didn't work out, he's taking the kids and, and you're sitting there by yourself now, right? Mm-hmm. So I go see a therapist, which was taboo from where I come. You get through things. H- tough love. If you're upset, go don't cry in front of me. I'll give you a reason to cry. You know, you had to get through things. You had to okay. fight through life and fight for what you had and, and work for everything. And there's five kids in the house. My mom didn't have time to coddle any one person. And, um, you know, so I went to a therapist and I only knew from one, from when I went from to high school. So, cause you know, when you get in a fight in high school, you have to go see a therapist. <laughs> so I got in a fight. In high <laughs> My sisters and brothers were always, we were scrappers. So always to stick up for other people though, never a bully. And, uh, I go, I call the only therapist I ever heard of in my life. And I said, well, you see me, I'm getting divorced. And she knew me. She's like, yeah. So I go to her and it was God's way of putting me in this person's hands because she was a child psychologist Ah. and her office was filled with high school adolescents, teenagers. And I'm here with an infant and a baby, but I'm there for myself. Right. And I'm walking in. And as I'm walking in with the carrier with little Frankie and my eyes are swollen shut from crying, this kid busts out through the door and he starts kicking and punching the walls. And his mother's behind him with the most broken hearted face. Cause every time I talk about it, I could still see it like they're in front of me. And I walked around him and they were both in so much pain. So I dragged myself in the room And I sat down and I said, before we start, how do I get it to make my kids never be that hurt? Mm -hmm. She said to me, stop fighting in front of them. Exactly. Don't fight in front of them. And from that day on, from no matter what it was, I ate shit. Mm -hmm. I ate shit. I didn't fight with him and say, it's Tuesday. I have a date. You're picking up the kids. You're not here at seven o'clock. Where are you? No, no, no. I call up the date and I'd say, I can't make it. My husband's busy. He didn't come. And that was it. And you know what? That was more time for me with my children. They grow so fast. Kids are hurt enough. They see you hurt. When they're playing with their toys, don't think that they're not seeing you crying from the corner of their eyes. They see everything. They see and they know everything. But they can And I see. And I'm sorry. I understand women do this and I don't fault you for it. We all have to go through our things, but don't put it on your kids. I beg you. I beseech you. Kids deserve to be, to know their mom or their dad is okay. 
Yes. They need to know this. Let them figure out what their other parent is. Let them figure it out. And, and, you know, I never wanted my kids to hate their father because that is a burden on them. Not liking your parent. It's years later that I'm an adult that I see my father for the different guy. My mother looked up to him. She was crazy about him. Right. He was a tyrant. And I, and I'll say this on TV because my, the rest of my family doesn't want to talk like this. Right. My dad was rough. Right. But I, we looked up to him like he was the greatest man that ever lived because that's what my mother did. And as I got older, now I know. I love him to death. He's coming to live with me, my dad. Aww. But, but um, you know, you let, let the kids know everything's okay. My son went to school, a very diverse school for sports and everything. And I was friends with a lot of the moms. And one mom was homeless living in a car. Oh my and God. she used to say to the kids, we're good. And that boy eventually lived with me. But she used to say to him, this is nothing. We're good. We're good. Don't worry. Not a big deal. It's not a big deal. He's in Columbia now. He's in, he's in an Ivy League school playing football. Wow. Well, and that's a testament to the moms. And I, and I speak from experience as a child of divorce. My father was, did something very similar to what your ex did. Left my mom high and dry. My mom was an immigrant didn't even want to be in this country, let alone like in cold New York with two kids, had no idea what to do next. And I, and I once posted about this and I got so much shit for it, but I never once saw her cry. I like, she was devastated and tells me now, Michelle, I used to put you to bed and throw up. I used to just cry till I crawl. And and I never, 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 never saw it. And that's, that was the difference between me being a hot mess. I mean, I was a hot mess regardless because I had an asshole of a father, unlike Frank, who does not seem to be like an asshole of a father. But we've had our moments. But she's not an asshole it, of a father. Like you, she held it together because she chose, you know what? She ate all the shit. She ate the I'm not getting my child support shit, that he doesn't show up shit, that he's making Michelle cry. And and she took that road. And I also think that's another reason why I resonate so much with you. But that that type of attitude of I'm going to do what's right by my kids and let them figure it out eventually because they will. They always do. It's the best way to go. Hey guys, Michelle here with a word from one of our sponsors. The Soberlink system is designed to make parenting time safer with real-time remote alcohol monitoring. Soberlink uniquely combines a breathalyzer with wireless connectivity and is the only system that includes facial recognition, tamper detection, and advanced reporting. Parents can submit a test anytime, anywhere, thanks to Soberlink's wireless technology, which delivers test results by text message or email to the concerned parties. Simplify co-parenting arrangements by using the system that provides transparency and proof of sobriety throughout the day. Flexible schedules combined with real-time delivery results make Soberlink the experts in remote alcohol monitoring technology. For a limited time, get $50 off your device by emailing info at soberlink.com and mentioning Moms Moving On. Drive safe. Wait, 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 wait. Before we do anything, I have to ask, have you not joined the Moms Moving On membership community yet? This is the place I created for anybody looking for the benefits of coaching without having to commit to a high coaching fee. I've rounded up my go-to experts to put together curated content just for you, including free monthly webinars with me, self-confidence boosters, co-parenting tips and strategies, 
heartbreak advice, divorce anxiety relief, legal advice from top U.S. attorneys and mediators, financial advice, ebooks to help you on your journey, journal prompts and worksheets, discounts for all my favorite brands. The list goes on and on and on. And all of this at only $9.99 a month. Yep, you heard that right. $9.99 a month to be connected to women all over the world who are going through exactly what you're going through and to connect with me. Go to momsmovingon.com slash become a member and join us today. Now that your kids are adults, are they grateful for all you put into this and how you guys came together to raise them? They don't know anything different and they are from the jump. You guys stayed as good as you are, or it took time. I I beat his girlfriend up. I went to her house. I beat the shit out of her up and down the street. Um, Frank and I got into a couple of fist fights. I'm being honest and raw here. No one has heard this from me, but the, but the, but the people that follow you need to hear it. Right. And I care about the women. I care about the families who are looking for some answers right now. Um, Me and Frank got into fights. He'd come in my house fighting with me because this is also another thing that happens. They get in a fight with the girlfriend, then they're sorry they left. Then they come in, they fight with you. They blame you for throwing them out or whatever it was and not letting them come back. And they get frustrated because they just gave, you know, maybe they're not happy for the decision they made. Right. They're going to take it out on you. But after that one visit and after I saw the future, and that boy whose mom was crying behind him, done. I just let it. I would ask Frank to leave if he carried on in front of the kids. And it was better for what he was going through to not take the kids at times. Mm-hmm. And he says it all the time. Like, he'll make fun. He'll be the first one to tell you he didn't change a diaper. He never went to a doctor's appointment. He didn't do the homework. He didn't know when the kids had a bad day. Everything I kept peace. I kept world peace, which was so important. And I'm not the perfect woman. I am not. I've had boyfriends. My kids met them. You know, they gained and learned a little something. I'm, I I dated a, a good looking guy who wasn't into working. I showed my son, this is not how, this is not what you do. You know, they learned from each thing. And there were things I could take back. Like, I wish I wasn't so hard on them at times. So I wish I gave them more confidence I wish I told them how great they were more, but there were some times I was so just worn out. Right. Of course. How could you not be? You're one person. How long before he moved in with you again? Obviously this relationship with this woman didn't work out. It wasn't the woman he stayed with. He stayed with her five years. Um, And it's hard for women to look at that person that did this and caused all this pain. Um, So then he met another woman. He's been with her 15 years. And they stayed together. He never married. He never remarried. She didn't have children. And that was another thing. She said, I don't have kids and I don't really want to be a stepmother to yours. Wow. And you know what I said to her? Thank you for not being a phony. Thank you for not having my kids come over and be mean to them. If you don't want my kids over, I am so grateful. That's more time with my kids. Thank you so much. But bitch, that's a decision to make before you break up a family. Oh no, this was another girl. Oh, then, this oh, girl then, and him then. didn't stay. Okay. I couldn't, I don't know if I could have been so easily around that, that woman. Her name was Maribel. Um, I don't know that I could have been around her ever. I'm sure. Eventually. You've never seen her around? 
My sister did. And, oh, uh, oh God. <laughs> things didn't end well for her. Um, yeah. So she should have actually, she probably should have stayed with Frank, but I don't think she ever really liked Frank. I don't know. They fought a lot. They had a very tumultuous relationship. At one point he's like, she did Santeria on me. I have to go get cleansed. I'm like, get the hell out <laughs> um, And then he met a, another girl after that, Ellie. And they stayed together, but never married. And their relationship kind of fell apart over the years. Frank is Frank. Uh-huh. And uh, now things were go- so getting too much between them. The fighting was starting. I said, why don't you come stay with me for a little while? And stop fighting. Maybe you need a break from each other. And that break still has been lasting. Well, so you, you, I mean, you guys obviously are adorable together as co-parents. I mean, listen, we'd be lying if, if we said we weren't rooting for the two of you, but we know there's David now. How do the two of them relate to each other? So David likes Frank probably more than he likes me. David and I have a, like, a funny kind of relationship where um, he's he's a nice man. He's misunderstood. He's a good guy, but he's not the best boyfriend because he's so involved with his patients, which I respect. Right. But here's where it gets to be too much. You have to give a little, mm-hmm. you know, but then David does things like he loves my kids so much. That Frank Jr. is living with him. Frank Jr. is living with him. Frank Jr., he called, David, I'm living alone. <laughs> FYI. <laughs> I'm renovating my house because till this day, I still stand my ground. You're not going to jerk me around, David. Right. right. If you were going to marry me and if you were going to give me a future and security and, and want a future with me, we're together four years, you would have already asked me. I get it, Dave. I'm okay. Uh I'm cool with that, but I'm not moving in, even though I love that house. So I'm renovating my house and I'm living in my shore house now, which you see a lot of very crazy scenes this season, the cheese throwing. Oh, I can't wait. That's in my backyard right now. That's here. That's in that backyard. So I'm living down the shore, but I'm living by myself, like kind of for the first time, like even if I'm living back in my shore house, the kids in my house that you see on in, um in north Hilden, the kids come and go frankie's little friend still lives with me i you know i've never had a spare room i've always had kids come live with me so little dougie's there and i'm never alone but here i'm alone there's a deafening silence I but i feel like i need to be here for a reason i remember and, the silence um, and you know what i i was the girl who could never be alone and then the day that i had to be alone. I mean, I had my daughter who was two, but I was essentially alone. It was such a transformative time for me. Like it is so much in perspective. You learn a lot about yourself mm-hmm. when you just quiet what's around you. God puts you everywhere for a reason. You go through everything for a reason. And so many people are like, I'll, I'll, I'll be alone for the rest of my life. And uh, this is you're not going to be alone for the rest of your life. You, you know, you just have to just let, let the universe, trust the universe, mm-hmm. listen to it, let it happen. It happens. I fall in love every couple of years. Don't worry about it. So <laughs> my mom always says you have looking forward to falling in love all over again. And you learn more about yourself and you're growing into a different person. Just don't make the same mistakes. 
Mm-hmm. You know, I knew you have to, on you my have first to realize date. your own flaws in order to avoid those mistakes. Correct. You have to think more of yourself. I didn't think I was strong. I didn't think I was smart. I, you know, I found out later on I'm dyslexic. I had to go to school when Frank lost all his money at one time. I had to get a small technical degree. I was bartending nights. This is only 10 years ago. Wow. And I realized I had a learning disorder. So I wasn't stupid my whole life. I was teachable, but I didn't know I was dyslexic. Right. So you find these things out. Yeah. You've come a long way and you've also done the work along the way. It's not like you've just sort of let life take you. You've like stepped up in so many different situations, which is so admirable because I always say there's two types of women when it comes to infidelity. There's the woe is me and the why me. And then there's the woman who makes lemonade out of lemons, which clearly you did. So what advice would you give to the woman whose life has now just been shattered She found out her husband was cheating. She doesn't know what to do next. (laughs) I'll tell you what. Well, that doesn't mean there's an end here. It's not, it doesn't have to be, men men are wired different. You know, this is going to happen. It's not okay. Don't get mad at me for saying, I'm not saying every guy cheats. I'm not. But if he feels like he made a mistake and he comes back and he's remorseful and you believe him and that person it was a one night thing. That person's gone. You happen to find out. And he comes back and he says, give me a chance. Mm-hmm. Give it a chance. Give it, give it a chance. If he's a good guy, if he's redeemable, if you've had a happy life, if you've had a good life and you decide you're going to give this a chance, he better number one, be understanding that you're going to have your moments and you better drop it and not bring it up every day. Not when you hear a song that reminds you of the time you found out. Not when you pass a place that you heard he was with her with and you're going to fight with him. Don't fight with him. Let's start from scratch. Let's give this a shot. If you're going to give it a shot, really give it a shot. And I really hope that he's kind enough to understand that you're going to have your off moments. But somebody's always got to be the bigger person in a marriage, especially for a family. Yep. Be stronger. Be stronger. There's times I want to say stuff to David. There's sometimes I want to say stuff and I say, well, now we're having a good time. It's not the right time. I'm going to eat it right now and I'm going to wait. Patience is a virtue. Mm -hmm. Now, the guy that tells you, you found out, yeah, I cheated too bad. If you don't like it, the guy who's been abusive, the guy who was never nice, whatever he is, then you got to be strong, cut your ties, move on. And, you know, I always say mother doesn't have the option to fall apart. A woman shouldn't fall apart over a man because, you know, one guy's loss is another guy's gain. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And somebody will love you and somebody will appreciate you. And life is too short to be with someone who's not going to treat you right. It goes by fast. I'm 50 years old. I just turned 50 December 28th. I've had a lot of misspent time on men who did not deserve me. I'm wondering where, who's cheating, who's he flirting with, enough. He's not worth it. Divorce is never easy. And when children are in the picture, it can be extra tricky, especially when communicating with your ex is a challenge. Now there's an app with you and your kids in mind. It's called FAIR, F-A-Y-R. FAIR is the easiest, most intuitive and conflict-diffusing co-parenting app on the market. 
FAIR helps eliminate misunderstandings while also improving communication between co-parents. In the long run, creating a loving environment for your kids. Here's what you can do on the FAIR app. There's a time-sharing calendar to track custody, exchange days, and never forget those special events. Documentable text messaging. And an expense tracker so both parents can add and monitor expenses, track receipts, and add notes. GPS check-in, that's a court-verifiable way to document your presence at all GPS-verified locations. A monthly parenting report to download with your details. A private journal to take notes, add photos, and screenshots. A file vault to keep your records, photos, and documents organized and in one place. The opportunity to export all of your records into a convenient, time-and-date-stamped PDF when you need documentation for legal matters. And there's a Spanish version of the app as well. FAIR allows you to experience co-parenting in a totally new way. Simply, inexpensively, transparently, and fairly. Lose the he said, she said, and be the best parent you can be. Be F-A-Y-R, FAIR. Subscribe at BeFAIR.com. That's B-E-F-A-Y-R.com. And then download FAIR from the App Store or Google Play. Go to FAIR.com for more details. Don't forget to use the code MICHELLE to save 20% off the cost of the app. You're clearly stepping into 50 empowered and also looking better than you've ever looked in your life. I've done the research. You're like, oh, you've done the research. I've done the research. Well, listen, I've been watching you for the last few years and you're so cute. You came oh, on God. and you were stunning. And I'm like, oh my God, this hair. We're going to be friends. I, I got so to Miami. I'm <laughs> taking you out to lunch. I'm coming. I got to get out of this anyway. Um, but you you stepped onto the scene now this year this season like holy shit even though you were filleted open you look I was filleted great but but worth it look at you and that that's sort of like getting in touch with wanting to feel sexy again at whatever cost like I'm about it I'm not the woman who's like age gracefully I've been shooting up Botox since I'm 30 <laughs> so I you know I can't get the Moderna vaccine because of my fillers like I, I get it I totally get it but you look amazing Thank you. Thank you. So I've battled weight my whole life. I grew up eating very bad food. And I know you won't eat a vegetable. I've seen that. Her blood pressure's through the roof. I asked her, what'd you eat for breakfast? A cookie and eggs. Did you, was the cookie necessary? Valerie was the cookie necessary. <laughs> uh, a hot dog for lunch. Like my mom, I can't fix it, but I'm trying to show her different options. Mm-hmm. So it's really hard. And I love food. I love food. I love to eat. I hate working out. I hate it. It's okay not to love it. Um, and you know, I, I, di- I've been through a lot. I'm going to, Michelle, did you see my before and afters of my facelift? No, I'm going to send it to you when I'm done. So, you know what, w- by the time I turned 40, I looked like I was wearing what I've been through on my face. Mm-hmm. It was very jowly. I have a thyroid problem. My weight was up and down. Another thing that was misdiagnosed, I would go to doctors. They're like, your weight, your, your thyroid's fine. Um, stop going out to eat. I was on a 500 calorie diet, not losing any weight. It's so disheartening. Right. I was, I had gained 40 pounds in a year and I had just been through so much. So my facelift, I had gotten done, which was scary. It's my face, but I found the most wonderful doctor and, uh, and I've been trying to like keep up with myself and really take take care of myself since. I still have to eat better. I still have to 
go to the gym. It's a lifestyle. Of course. When I tell you food is poison, my grandmother died. She was 105. She outlived her heart. Like she, like there was nothing. She had never been in the hospital since she had my father, old school, Italian ate clean. I never saw her eat junk. Right. I still go to McDonald's. So (laughs) you have to understand food is your diet is very important and it's important to feel good about yourself. Your self-worth is at the end of the day, as women, what do we have? We have to have our self-worth to know what we deserve. And after a divorce or after a separation, you have to work double time to find it again, because you're not just like, you know, this woman all these years later, who's been raising kids and now you're alone. You're also someone who's had her heart broken. A lot of people listening or your marriage didn't work out and you left and you're like, who am I now? So you, it's so important to do that work, whether it's, you know, changing your hair color or getting an ass. What I learned was who I was, was always there. You, you just have to fight to bring it out. That's all, you know, I love your, love yourself. I don't always, I don't love myself. I just don't, but I, I care enough about myself to fix what bothers me. Right. And if you can't fix it, I've met women who've lost 150 pounds. They can't afford a body lift. I get that. But you know what? They feel damn good about themselves because every day they work out, they dance. One girl's a belly dancer. She goes, I can't, I've gotten as thin as I can get. I can't get, but I have all the extra skin. She has herself a hot ass boyfriend. Her kids are doing great. And she's dancing in the mirror. Like, and she loves herself. That's the key. Loving yourself is the key. You you um, have to, you have to. Do you feel extra pressured because you're on TV? Well, I can tell you that I've gotten a lot more attention since I've lost the weight. I went on the HCG diet. Uh-huh. I had gained some weight and I went on the HCG diet. Then when I lost the weight, I had some extra skin and I went to Dr. Joseph Michaels, who's amazing. Mm-hmm. I, I always say from here up, Dr. Mark Carolac. From the neck down, Dr. Joseph Michaels. And ladies, I've done my homework. You can't go wrong. You can't find a thing wrong with these men. They're, they're amazing. And they both have the same personality. They're not cocky, you know, and they're good. They're good at what they do. So, um, yeah, I mean, what'd you ask me? I forgot the pressure being on TV. Cause I know for me, I think about if I had to be on, like, I have to take pictures for my book cover in a few weeks and I'm like, I don't want to eat. I don't want to drink. I don't want to move. Congratulations. Thanks. But that pressure and you face it every day. It is pressure. However, like the, the demographics of people that follow me and the, they're women. Right. So they're not knocking. They're not body shaming me. I dress well. People think I'm a lot thinner than I am. I dress well for my body. I like nice, cl- like nice clothes. I used to shop at Daffy Dan's. I like sales. I Loman's. Offset. I go to the outlets. I wear nice clothes. I wear you a lot of nice clothes. Yes. Yeah, it's a good one. I remember that one. By Century 21. Yes. Yeah. So mm-hmm. uh, some of them closed down now with COVID, but they're still there. So I like to wear nice clothes. I'm not a thin girl. I'm five foot three. I'm 144 pounds. So, you know, I mean, I have to draw. I'm not going to wear Melissa Gorgas clothes. Right. Right. Oh my gosh. Tiny. I can't wear. I can't wear the things that she wears. I'm more of a curvier woman. Right. So I know how to dress. 
I don't look as good naked, probably. I don't know. What to say. <laughs> but I always say, if, if you see me naked, you better be my plastic surgeon or be in love with me. Those right. are the two things that needs to be. Well, I but, think you're um, both very lucky to see you naked then. <laughs> but uh, there is pressure because it's on my, it's the pressure I put on myself. It's hard for me to watch an episode. It took me three, three days to watch the last episode. And what did you think? Now, last year before my tummy tuck, we were on the beach in Jamaica and this guy, and I'm embarrassed because he said to me, you looked so uncomfortable on the beach with Melissa and Teresa. Like you kept trying to cover yourself and you were so ashamed. Like I, he goes, I felt uncomfortable for you right? because you were really like just, and I was, and I said to the camera guys, you get a picture of my ass from the waist down. I'll, I'll come back. I'll fucking kill you. Like I'm going to kill you. <laughs> but, um, yeah, it was, it's hard and it is a lot of pressure and, a lot of times also like you're stressed out. So you don't look your best. Like it's just hard to see yourself. It's hard to hear yourself the way you speak, the way you walk. I'm always happy with my clothing now. Good. You should be. I mean, look for the outsiders. We we're all like, like me and my girlfriends, you may know, um, I, they sent you stuff. I think Lux and Hazel, you know, the, the sweatshirt company. Yes, yes, okay. yes, yes. So those are my best friends. Anyway, we're always like, how does she fucking look so good all the time? Because you can tell when people are like putting it on for the camera and I'm not going to name names. You're just you. And like you own it and you look great and you sound great. And your messaging as a human being is consistent. You're never throwing anybody under the bus. You have the backs of people who need to be supported. You're just, your loyalty like shines through. And again, it's one of the greatest things about you. And now also being the babe that you are. But um, before we wrap up, I want to hear, first of all, I want to, on behalf of all my followers who figured out that it was you I was recording with today, they all want to say hi to your son. Everybody loves your son. Oh, little Frankie. I mean, he is something. And your daughter is brilliant. She's going to be a vet. She's, she passed her boards. I got a text message from her saying, you can call me doctor now, bitches. That's how she told me. (laughs) You raised a man's children, Dolores. I cried. When I tell you, my kids have never seen me cry. And this season I cry. I'm not going to tell you why, but you've seen it in the previews. And my aunts, my mother, like I come from tough women. My sisters, they're like, oh my God, why were you crying like that? My children have never seen that. So, and it's okay to show feelings. It's just, if I, I was always afraid if I let it go a little bit, I wouldn't stop. Mm -hmm. That was the thing. But, um. So, you know, everybody handle things their own way. God bless you. Anybody who's listening, you can DM me if I can help you. I would love to. But, um, yeah, so Gabby's a tough girl and Frankie's a mush. Yeah. He He wants to talk to me about his feelings. This is Frank Catania calling me again. He missed the memo that we're divorced. (laughs) Um, (laughs) Have him call me. I'd like to ask him some questions. I'm going to go. Come on. I I would love that. I think that he should come on so that the women who listen can hear how the man thinks that just did what he they did i would love to understand from that perspective a hundred percent he's more than welcome on our show but before we go i want to ask you what is your favorite part of your journey so far what is the part that you take with you and that you you feel most proud of every night when you put your head down on your pillow my kids and you should be my kids um i i really thought to make sure that they would be okay and i lost sleep and I prayed many, many nights. Mm -hmm. My rosary, 
I prayed. I went to church on my knees and I prayed. Like, I just wanted to make sure that they would be okay. And I asked, you know, just make me a reflection of the best parent, you know, Mm -hmm. many times. And it it worked out for me. It did. It did. And I, I, that's my, my, I say that's my Harvard degree. I have one on wall street and I have one that's a doctor and I have a third grade math level. So that was my dream. And everything you've sacrificed, it shows. And we love watching you. So everybody, Real Housewives of New Jersey, season 1 million. What season is this now? This is season 11. Season 11 is on every Wednesday, 9 o'clock. Wednesday and 9 o'clock. This Wednesday is... Oh, Michelle. I have the chills. I can't wait. Michelle, call me. This I will. I'm going to get your number when we're done here because I have more questions for you. I love this doggy. I love that you love dogs. We have so much in common. Besides your good natural hair. That you don't see. Yeah. This this is my natural hair. I took my uh, my um, extensions out good. because I'm going for a thigh lift, everybody. I've always been ashamed of my legs. I've lost weight and I have very hangy skin on my legs. You never see me in shorts. You did the other day, but you know, I, it took a lot for me. To, to wear shorts on the show. If you go back, it, it's not something you typically see. So um, I'm going for a thigh lift March 3rd to Dr. Joseph Michaels. Can't wait to see how it looks. Thank you, Dolores, so much for being here and for everybody else listening. Thank you for listening. If you have more questions, send them to me, shoot them to Dolores at Dolores Catania on Instagram. And don't forget to watch the show. Thank you for joining us on today's episode of Moms Moving On. I hope you found today's episode to be helpful, inspiring, and give you the advice you need to feel empowered and strong as you move on. Don't forget to come say hi on Instagram at the Michelle Dempsey and drop us a line if there's a specific topic or subject you'd like us to discuss. Thanks. Stay strong.